Some say he's a technical whiz. Some say he was born in Cornwall. While some say that he's on a journey. It's the journey, and here's your host, David Hackett. Another journey, and today's journey is going to be introducing to a friendly neighborhood, Orn Detox Coach. Our guest has been porn free for eight plus years and shares his strategy and motivation to help people struggling with his addiction, which I know is a common thing in some societies now. So please bear with me. I am aware there is societies that think this is taboo, but the subject, will, as we no doubt will discuss, is a subject that is understandable. So are you sick of porn addiction? You want to maximize your potential instead? So let's talk to our guest today, Roman Mironoff. Hi, David. Thank you. Hi. Thank you for letting me be a guest. No worries. Now, I always talk about beginnings and obviously, how can I put this in the nicest way? Porn addiction wasn't there when you were young, but what was your earliest memory of your journey? Uh, the earliest memory was me, me in the in the hospital. So when I was born, just I remember I opened my eyes, I started breathing for the first time. I used my lungs for the first time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm you kidding. say you say the same joke I say to guests all the time. It's like, yeah, you were born, and I get that. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm so old. Hey. Yeah. Anyway, I would say I would say my first memory. Yeah, it it could one of my first memories is actually around, well, well, pretty much porn because I think I was in. I was five or six, and I found um, a poster from something like Playboy, and I got super excited. I had no idea why I was excited at that point, because I was so young. But still, the picture was very enticing, and I liked it. <laughs> yeah, and I do understand that, because when you are a young boy, or even females, you know, if you do get something that is attractive, you would think, oh, my God. And that is what pe people tend to think. They, And I'm not saying my society or generation, but the generation when it was my grandparents' generation, they would have thought it would be taboo just to even look at a magazine or a film or even something remotely in like that. So I can relate to that. So okay, so um, obviously you talk about we are going to talk about the addiction because this is about your journey. So, how did it get from where you originally saw this article in the say, for example, Playboy? How did it escalate to you know later life? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so basically what happened is. After that, I was not exposed to any kind of adult adult photos or films until the age of 14. So between 6 and 14, I just did, you know, masturbation, I guess, like all young guys do. But at 14, what happened is that uh, a friend of mine, he found a an old VHS tape 
that his parents were hiding from him. And he just showed the tape to everyone he knew. It was like uh, lines of people going into his apartment to watch this film. So I watched it and I loved it. And I thought, wow, this is what sex is about. And this basically, this was, it gave me this thought that like, th this is the real thing. This is as real as it gets. And basically from that point on, I had the stupid idea in my head. And I understand that that stupid idea got into the context of, yeah, this is normal. I believe it's normal. You didn't think it's not morally wrong. You just thought it's normal. Everyone's liking it. Oh, I, you know, I don't, you know, you kept yourself to yourself, I can imagine, because it is a seclusion thing because you don't really talk in public. Oh, I masturbate over, you know, <laughs> this. So you are in a, you know, very secluded isolated corner, I would imagine. Yes, and I would also add this. One reason for me thinking that this was the real thing was actually my parents, because I was afraid about what they will think if I get a girlfriend. I had quite a lot of opportunities. I, I went to summer camp, a lot of potential girlfriends there, and also in my class, I, I, I was falling in love all the time. But I had this strange idea in my head that my parents would not like it if I have a girlfriend. So that's why I told myself, yeah, porn is, is what I get. And yeah. the, 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 this is my sex for now. And I kept, I kept thinking this for a very long time until basically almost 21 when I got my first girlfriend. Yeah, and I can imagine um, the relief of having a partner of a girlfriend for the first time. It was a weight off you, but at the same time, the addiction was still there. It wasn't exactly gone away. Now, now, when you do have a partner, yes, mutually, you can do things. I understand that, but it was more difficult, I can imagine, because it was a new concept in your life. Yes, yes. That, yeah, that's a good point. Funny enough, for the first two years of having a girlfriend, I actually had no urge whatsoever to go back to porn. I just didn't. It did not cross my mind. But as the hormones started to die off, as, as the newness, the novelty in the relationship has died off, I was back to porn. I wanted the novelty. First, I, I actually I actually started to put pressure on my girlfriend to make it more exciting for me. And when she couldn't, that was sort of an excuse for me to go back to porn. And that's what I did. And all the time, initially, I felt that I was cheating on her. And it was morally wrong. I knew that porn was morally wrong all the time, but I kind of desensitized myself to it. But then I started to feel that I'm cheating. And with time, I also desensitized myself to cheating. Yeah. Like that. And I know most generations and some people nowadays do say if you watch porn, it is a form of cheating. And, you know, I know certain people often tell me, 
and I don't, you know, I haven't watched porn. I always don't believe in it, but I do understand about it. But at the same time, I know that people have said to me, David, I know people have watched porn. They're not with me now because I don't trust them. So the trust is fair. And, you know, if you're with, say, for example, girlfriend or boyfriend A, you're supposed to show your commitment by saying, I'm yours. I don't believe in this, even though it's made for mass production or, you know, all over the world, you're supposed to be loyal to that one person. Yes, personally, I agree. I think that it is a form of cheating. And as a coach, I talk to a lot of women who hate this and they do believe that their partner, by watching porn, he is actually cheating. But at the same time, recently, I've also talked to a lot of women. Maybe it's a trend. And those women told me <laughs> that they're fine with this. It's like, w whatever he does, it's, it's um, let's say, like his domain. He can do, the, that's his satisfaction. It's okay for him to have this kind of, even what's a guilty pleasure but yeah. it's okay for him to have that they don't look at it as cheating i don't know maybe it's um it's just like you know our our society is becoming more liberal in the sense and just being more just more under understanding and because this is becoming so normal maybe now women say yeah because since everyone does that maybe it's okay if my partner does that and uh, from what I know, and I haven't got any notes in front of me, so I'm knowing how it is, people generally say it's a way of making the relationship stronger nowadays because they feel like, you know, you're being educated in watching porn because it gives you ideas for... <laughs> and I know it sounds ridiculous, but say, for example, oh, this lady on this film did this, I want you to do that. But can you do it? It's like a boost in, you know, to say, I want to try something. Yeah. And I think personally, it's a huge problem because what's shown in porn, that's, that's like the opposite of real sex. They only show what the male viewer wants to see. They overemphasize the visual component and they overemphasize the, like the, the physical thing. <laughs> But they don't show the deep connection, the deep intimacy, the the beauty of two people coming together and actually sharing something, not just on a physical level, but also on the spiritual level. That That's never shown. And young guys who watch porn, they think, yeah, this is all there is. What happens next? They look at women just as sexual objects. The idea of loving a woman of giving love to her, of being connected to her on a deep level just never crosses their mind. And that's why also because they're shown all these beautiful pictures all the time. They keep looking for the perfect scene to masturbate. So they like they keep scrolling through all those images until they find the perfect one. And now they can masturbate to it. This teaches them that sex is all about beauty. But, but this is now real life. When when they get down to actually being intimate with a girl, they get naked and they they realize that the girl is not that perfect. 
as they were shown in those adult films, and now they have a an erectile dysfunction. They just that they can get hard because it's it's not sexy, in their opinion. <laughs> yeah, and I know most things look at it as saying it's cheap because you look at I don't know the statistic on this. Probably you do, but most people say when you're actually watching a porn, it's not a real orgasm because they like to make it. And I think the words are correct. And when I say this, it's simulated sex. It's not real sex, even though it looks like real sex. It's simulated. Yeah, and and funny enough, it's simulated and it's very stimulating because. Mm. What porn shows is complete overstimulation. It's unearned, an unearned dopamine spike. It's there's too much of dopamine. That's why we get addicted. It's like a drug because a drug gives you such a such a huge state of bliss. You feel so amazing, and that's what porn it is designed to give you. Sometimes it is, for, yeah, for many people it's even better than real sex because there is no responsibility. To give love to your partner, to actually work hard, especially for a guy, because a guy is supposed to work hard when it comes to real sex. And then it's it's quick. When when you have sex with a real woman, you actually need to warm her up, and it's it takes it takes quite a lot of time. It mm. it takes time for this foreplay. It takes time for her to build attraction, and that's work. Whereas with porn. You just you have a urge, you grab your phone, you you grab your hand, and boom, you go. It takes it takes a couple of minutes. That's the, 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 that's too available, and this really just uh, rewires the brain in this unhealthy way. It it makes a person just like an addict, addict who doesn't know what real life is about because they're completely in their fantasy. Yeah. And I, you know, the trend nowadays is about sexting, you know, texting by and then images by phone or, you know, because for iPhone or Android nowadays got apps where you can actually access and send imagery and videos and sound clips. It's gone to the next level up. And then there is the extreme, which I've done a blog about on my blog recently. It's about a thing called sextortion. Now, sextortion, I believe, is beyond the point of masturbation because they entice you. They make you believe. They make you feel like you're king or queen. And then next thing, and this is why we said when I did the blog, they capture you and then they blackmail you for, for example, cryptocurrency or gift cards that they will tell your partners. And I'm thinking and I did the research, so I understand it, they gone into the actual fact that they got something on their computer, and I don't know how they do it, but they can access and they will know your specific contacts in your example Facebook. And they will say, I'm going to tell your friends, I'm going to tell your work colleagues, I'm going to do this. And I'm thinking, I only came on because I generally thought you was an attractive, sexy, in our case, lady. You didn't expect them to record you. you. They tell you to do something for them, and you think you're doing something amazing. So the next thing, you see yourself appear on the screen, and then 
they start blackmailing you. So it's gone from the casual masturbation to the blackmail. And I feel like that's from the normal to the abnormal. That's true. And you know what? If you think that right now we have a problem with porn, porn addiction, and it's on the rise, wait until virtual reality is the thing. Then it will take this whole thing to the next level. People people stayed home when it was COVID, when the government told everyone that, all right, now we're staying home and everyone obeyed. The next step is virtual reality. I mean, there are there are benefits to it, of course. I mean, you would be able to see a doctor through virtual reality, and, and that's great. But at the same time, people will get access to virtual sex, 100% virtual sex. And it's going to be so great, so enticing, so stimulating that people will, you know, take another step away from real sex, from being social, they will get more isolated and their their brains will simply just just get overloaded with this kind of overstimulation to the point where they they won't just won't be able to have real sex mm. because they they will it's exactly what's happening in the brain it it is completely rewiring from having the real thing to having the sort of a fake sex yeah, and another thing I've been researching in a lot of posts recently as well, you know, you're talking about fake sex, you know, you've got nowadays, and this is me sounding really out there about how I know my research, but they make vibrators for females where you can have an app and you can give, get the app and then they give you a code and you can control the vibrators, say, 400 miles away or 2,500, you know, across the water. And I just don't think that's not right. You know, gone is the day of traditional stuff. If you want to casually be normal, you can really say, for example, when I was in England, I could say to, okay, example, a lady in Australia, I'm not saying it's true because it's not true, but I said, she could say to me, oh, I've got a toy. Do you want to control it? And you think, ooh. And then she says, you can get the app for free, which you can. And then get, give, type my code in and you can control it anytime you want. It's like, that's not real. What does that benefit for me? Because I can't see it. You're only telling me. That's right. And when you talk about things like this, when you see this and you think about how much potential we have as human beings, like the path, the journey that we've been on, as a race, as we went from like a human race, we went from living in caves to actually now planning to go to a different planet. We did all this and now we ended up with the toys, with virtual reality, with things like custom porn, with things like marriages falling apart because of porn. Is that, is that why we came here? Is are we actually living our full potential when we do this? It's like sometimes when I get super pessimistic about this, I'm just thinking that a person who does this, and I've been there, I know I felt like this, and I'm so I'm so happy I was able to break free. But basically, 
when we do all all those kinds of behaviors, we're we're like monkeys. We're going back in, in evolution instead of applying that evolutionary pressure on ourselves to be better every day with small steps. Mm-hmm. We just we degrade. We are succumbing to this influence of social media, the porn industry, the government telling us what to do, stay at home, be scared, just not, not have our own opinion. I, I, sometimes, sometimes I feel that we have a lot of work. We, have, we need to overcome a lot of challenges in the coming years if we want to stay healthy as a society, healthy, safe, and look into the future with optimism. Yeah, and you're talking about COVID, you know, it's now coming to a stage where COVID isn't, well, it's still there, we know it's still there, but it's come to the stage now where everything's in the eyes of, and I try not to talk about politics, but this is a political thing, they, you know, they come to the stage where they say it's okay to be normal again. But it's them dictating it. It's not us saying we want it. They haven't come to like 100 people and say, how do you feel? They feel like it's ready. And I don't think the world as a whole is not ready for that. Because it's been two years of shut in, like you said. Is it going to be that sudden culture shock of like, oh, and it will be one big mess, you know, and I'm not saying that in the pun of our context of a subject, but it will be one big mess. Exactly, exactly. I feel, look, a lot of people reach out to me and they tell me that they got addicted to porn during COVID. Why? Because they stayed at home, they felt isolated, and they that was the only way to do it for them. And I, I I totally understand them. But the point is, I think, and that that's why I'm giving this example. I think that the measures implemented by by the governments, they they probably or very likely they actually caused more harm. People getting isolated, people becoming loners, suicides because of that, developing lots of addictions. Economic struggles, because it was a huge, huge economic loss, right? Mm. All of this, um, I, I'm not sure if the if the outcome was was really that good, but okay. Okay, so going on to, obviously, you overcame it. How easy was it for you to overcome the addiction? Because you said you overcome it, which I'm proud of, and the audience, you know, from your side and my side, you know, will be proud of that. How easy was it for you to say no more? It was was not easy at all. The what saved me was the fact that I had this opening. My wife divorced me. I was 31, almost 32 at that point. And I had two options. The first one was continue down the same road. Keep watching porn, masturbating, feeling depressed about it, feeling that I was doing something morally wrong, and just 
keep falling down this rabbit hole. And and, and by the way, I, I moved in with my parents when my wife divorced me. So I was living in their basement. The other option was to stop watching porn, put myself out there, start talking to women and get a girlfriend, eventually create a new family. And the first option was so, so awful. It's, it seemed just terrible. I was terrified, literally terrified. I didn't want it. I didn't want to be this kind of loner. So I said, I will. I know it's going to be super hard. But that th that kind of future is not comp compelling at all. My compelling future is rebuilding my life, getting my life together in all these different areas, including dating. That, that was my biggest motivation factor. And that's why when I talk to people, I always ask them, what's your biggest reason? Because if you have a reason that's big enough, you can quit this addiction. Same with drugs, same with drinking, same with smoking. If you so, so it says in your and we are going to talk about you um overcoming porn addiction in thirty days, and then there is a course which you offer to get free to get the free no fap course at your website, which is romanmiranoff.com forward slash free, which will be in the link to, below when I put this out. But can you talk about that? How easy is it to be done in 30 days? So people can easily ask you when they come to you. Okay, sure. The strategy itself, it's not rocket science. It's doable. It's realistic, but I won't promise that the process is easy because if it w were easy, just everyone would be doing it. But instead, everyone is watching porn. Oh, well, not everyone, but a lot of people. So the point is this. You need a strategy, which is my free NoFap course will teach you if you take it. And... Next, you need commitment. You need to be patient because the first two weeks of your journey are going to be brutal. They're very difficult, especially if you are very addicted like I was. Porn will claw back at you. It will want you to get back. But if you stay strong and if you go through these two weeks, you will feel better, a little bit better. But you'll realize that now, Basically, with your porn-free journey, you're, you started to go downhill. It's going to be easier. And when you hit 30 days, I think this is the first milestone. Because 30 days is an average amount of time it takes to break a habit and create a new one. So at 30 days, you broke the porn-watching habit and you installed a new replacement habit instead of it. Like reading a book or taking a walk, or meditating. So 30 days is a huge milestone where I felt, and a lot of people feel, amazing benefits. They have more confidence, more energy. They actually want to push themselves to talk to other people, and other people find them 
more charismatic. They have more energy at the gym. They feel more motivated because now they're saving all their testosterone instead of wasting it through excessive masturbation. They stop hating themselves. Oftentimes, even at this point, if someone had a porn-induced erectile dysfunction, at this point, the dysfunction might decrease or, or even go away completely. And all these great benefits, they push you to continue on, on this journey to the point where you hit 60 days. And at 60 days, you pretty much, you don't even have too many urges to watch porn, only just a few. And then you go to 90 days, and at 90 days, you you are actually in an opposite position now. You hate porn. You see the porn industry for what it is, how deceitful it is, how it's taking advantage of you as the user, as the customer, and the people who are actually in the porn industry. And you don't want to be part of that anymore. You eyes they literally open like a reborn you so um it says about um if you want to um if you listen to say you're a listener of the journey when you will give us um the listener or viewer a 30 percent discount if you buy any paid program from you so that is a good start as well so that will also be included in this description because every little bit helps and like i said before it's about networking it's about engaging and i want you know listeners viewers to engage if they got a problem they should come to you because that is what self-help is about and you know you've come this far you know i think others will benefit from that too yes and when i'm saying a paid program what i know is this a person right now, if you're listening to this and you have a problem with porn addiction, you might be feeling depressed, feeling very lonely, very isolated. You're feeling that you don't have the motivation even to get out of bed, let alone hit the gym. And you think that you are the only one in the world suffering from this no one else has this problem because you don't hear people talk about porn addiction and you feel you are alone and look if you don't stop it it's going to get worse because your life will get worse you'll get into debt you'll be miserable you'll feel tired You'll be, you'll just keep going down this downward spiral. You will keep in increasing the intensity of your porn. Some people end up even doing rape. I don't want you to do that. I want you actually to go from your level zero, where you are right now, to level five, which is being porn free. And this is something where my free NoFap course comes in. You take it. Now you're at level five, and I applaud you for that. You have created this beautiful future for yourself. More confidence, more energy, more charisma, more women attraction, more motivation to accomplish your goals. And now this is where I want to really help you as a coach. This is where my other programs can help you take yourself from that level five to level 10, level 15, and level 20, and then just the sky's the limit. 
we could work together on your success, accomplishing your goals, dating, developing willpower, all those amazing things that you want for yourself. Just feeling happy, stopping the depression, and just feeling amazing, enjoying life how you're supposed to enjoy it, just like you did when you were a kid. This is where I really want to help. And I think that you have the ability to actually quit watching porn on your own. So to conclude, is there anything else you would like to say to the viewers, listeners? I would say this. Guys, we are a team. David, who's doing a great a great job with his podcast, bringing all those positive messages to you. I, I do my best to help you to quit porn addiction. And you are, it's your turn to do your part. Take action. Don't wait. Grab the course now. Do it. Let me know how it goes. Ask me any questions. Let's continue to be a team. And I know you have this potential to quit and then to actualize tons of your potential that you are now squandering. Instead, I want you to share the light that you have with every one of us. And that means developing your potential, finding your lane in life, and living your life purpose and your mission instead of staying desperate and isolated and alone and but look i cannot believe in you more than you believe in yourself you have to take action you have to find that belief that spark in you and take action do it now let's make the world a little bit better just like david does with his podcast and by you listening to the podcast right now you did a great job because you could have actually chosen something entertaining to do maybe watching porn but instead you listen to it and you are a rare person who does that today good and job now, and now can people get in contact with you yeah just as david mentioned go to my website which is romanmiranov.com free and grab that free nofap course and this the website is spelled as r-o-m-a-n-m-i-r-o-n-o-v.com slash free Roman, thank you for sharing your journey today with us thank you david thank you so much That was The Journey, hosted by Wise Words Imaging, hosted by David Hackett. Be sure to like, subscribe and listen to another journey coming soon.